Welcome to our Bible studies about the message of Hebrews. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, wants to admonish us on one side, and on the other side, he wants to help us to reach the aim, being together with Jesus in eternity. This is a wonderful letter for becoming a strong person in Christ. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study the message of the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Hebrews. Lesson 9. Jesus, the perfect sacrifice. Our memory text for this week we find in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. For by one offering, Jesus has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. By one offering. One offering. Now that's just the opposite to the <laughs> sacrifices the Israelites had to present. Because these offerings, these sacrifices had to be done on a regular basis, again and again and again. But Jesus offering once and forever. This is just in a contradiction. <laughs> but it has been something which, so the sacrifices in the Old Testament, something which showed, gave us a glimpse of the real sacrifice which was in Jesus Christ. Now, the text we find in the letter of Hebrews, uh, the Apostle Paul tries to, to show the readers the connections between the two ceremonial systems. To show, mm -hmm, so this was the sense of it. Therefore, they had to sacrifice these animals. Because, and then he shows in the new covenant, Jesus is our high priest. He is the sacrifice. And he has done it once. So what is in harmony? What is different? But altogether, Jesus' sacrifice is the perfect one, which is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament sacrifices. Why were sacrifices needed? We read in Genesis chapter 4, 15 that Abraham had 
something very, very special in his experience. The word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. And what was the contents? Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. But Abraham has a problem. God, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. So, what's the sense of all of this? No answer from God. Behold, you have given to me no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Then the Lord starts another program. This shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if you be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall your seed be. And Abram believed in the Lord. He was old. His wife was old. And he believed it. Because the Lord said it. Although he was old. And his wife was old. And therefore, because Abraham believed, God counted it to him for righteousness. It's the belief, the believing, the faith. That's the point. Here we see what really counts. And this, that he believed in the Lord, this the Lord counted it to him for righteousness. That's important. Very, very important. Not, not anything else, just faith, belief. Diverse kinds of sacrifices. Now, when we have a look at the book Leviticus, we find a lot of sacrifices. We're going to look at five. The burnt offering. It's required that the whole animal be consumed on the altar. And this represented Jesus, who was sacrificed for us. Then the next one, the grain offering. It was a gift of gratitude for God's provision of sustenance for his people. So you say thank you that I got the food from you, O oh Lord, because it's from the fields, or isn't it? And then number three, the peace offering or fellowship offering. People came together, it was a communion meal with friends and family to celebrate the well-being proved by God. 
that it was full of joy. We are together and we say to God, thank you for the meal. Important point. So it's important that you thank God before you start eating. Number four, the sin offering. Now, this is the, the main offering because this sacrifice emphasized the role of the blood of the animal. That an animal without any guilt has to die instead of you. And the blood represents life. Without blood, no life in an animal. And the reward of sin is death. Therefore, blood has to flow. And the last one, the guilt offering. It provided forgiveness in cases where reparation was possible. Jesus' perfect sacrifice. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27, we read, and I start reading in verse 26, For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens who needs not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. Once. And the same we have in Hebrews 10. 10. We find here the following. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. When there were talks about coming together, Roman Catholic doctrine and Protestant doctrine, and that there is a trend to harmonize the two, and a Protestant made an interesting comment saying, but here we find in the book of Hebrews that Jesus made his sacrifices offering once for all. And in the Roman Catholic system, in the Mass, Bread becomes the body of Christ after cling ling ling and then the alcohol after cling ling ling it becomes the blood of Jesus, which is of heathen origin. And here is a main point of contradiction. But in the meantime we see to Protestants to have acknowledged 
this doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church. 500 years ago, Martin Luther, he, he, he made a point here and said, that's the huge difference. And now it's simply no difference anymore. The cross and the cost of forgiveness. The chapter 9 in Hebrews is one of the most important ones. In verse 22 we read, Without shedding of blood is no remission, no forgiving possible. And... It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with blood of others, because he is with guilt himself. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now, once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin but a sacrifice of himself? Once in the end of the world, he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. That's important. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, no reincarnation, as the Hinduists say. Once to die, he is appointed. But after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And this is the wonderful message. Without sin, he will appear unto salvation the next time. Judgment and the character of God. Dr. Martin Luther, the great reformator in Germany. He studied in his study room Romans chapter 3. And there he found the following verses. In verse 23 onwards. There is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is a shock. All have sinned. All. So you and me too. All. 
But now, and this verse 24, happened to Luther as a verse when he said afterwards, when I read this, it was as if the doors of paradise would open widely for me. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Being justified freely by his grace? What about works? Christ Jesus on God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Who? Joy filled Luther's heart. Because he had been a monk in the Augustine order. And he had learned, see there's a balance, weighing balance, a scale. And he had the bad works, he had the good works, and you have to balance them. The, the, not the bad works are heavier than the good works. And to produce good works, you have maybe to sleep not in bed, but on the floor made of stones. Every part of your body aches when you get up in the morning. And maybe you have done a good work now. This was what he had learned. And now he reads, freely, it's by grace. And in verse 28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Summary. Here in the background, a photograph of a very dry area as we can see. It hasn't rained here for a long time. And this surface is split up. It's dry, dry, dry. So all the plants without water, they simply die. There are areas on earth where it is so cold that no plant can live there. And there are other areas where it is so hot and no plant can live there. Hot is good when there is water, enough water for the plant so that it can get all the food it needs through the roots. But now, by the roots, but now, what's going on here? Without water, nothing can live here. Only death reigns. And we are like such a dry ground. And Jesus is the one who waters. And when he enters into your life, that you start a loving relationship with him, you are watered. The dry ground it will become wet, and then life. Life can be there. It is Jesus' 
perfect sacrifice which made this happen. The rain drops down from heaven. In a symbolic way, in your dry life. And when you look at your life, how can you get quality? How can you start in a new dimension? When you start loving Jesus, when you start being together with him on a daily, regular basis, studying his word.